Hello everyone, this is George Mapp from Carolina Tar Wheels. Today my guest is Dennis Mercado Soriano. He is the executive director of the East Coast Greenway Alliance. He's worked with several advisory groups on environmental issues and energy issues, and now he's taken on this monumental project to build this 2,900-mile trail from Canada to Key West, Florida. And at this time, it's about 30% complete. Most of us in the tar wheels are familiar with at least parts of this trail, the American Tobacco Trail from Durham to Raleigh, which has been completed with a uh, bridge over I-40 recently. Mm -hmm. So one of the things uh, I've noticed from uh, working and living in this area is uh, most of us are not from this area. You, however, grew up right outside of uh, Chapel Hill. I did. Uh, yeah, I grew up in the woods of Chatham County near Pittsburgh and um, had a wonderful upbringing there. And yeah, so I was born in UNC Memorial Hospital and have loved living in the Triangle most of my life. Um, though I did, uh, after going to UNC Chapel Hill for undergrad, I, did, I then did move up to New Jersey and New York for a few years. And uh, that's where I started leading the East Coast Greenway Alliance. Um, and then I thought it would be best for it to be based right here in the Triangle and uh, right here in Durham, near where we both live, as a, the top metro area in the whole East Coast Greenway. It's actually 93% complete Greenway for 72 miles through the Triangle. So it's a nice um, oasis for biking and walking in this region. And we hope to... Uh, use this region to inspire people all over North Carolina and indeed all over the Southeast to become leaders, indeed national leaders, in biking and walking infrastructure. Yeah, one of the things I've been uh, sort of reading up on the trail, it's, uh, I believe it's 2,900 miles at this point. And That's right. It's sometimes referred to as the little sister of the Appalachian Trail, but the yeah. Appalachian Trail is 2,200 miles. So. Yeah, we say the urban sister sometimes, and um, we we love a relationship with iconic trails like Appalachian Trail, which took a lot of hard work to get done. Uh, similarly, we've been working for almost two and a half decades. We'll be celebrating our 25th anniversary uh, as a concept, the founding members got together in November of 91. And so uh, it's been a work in progress for many years, and we'll be celebrating that and trying to build, really, on the success of the last 25 years where over 750 miles of Greenway has been developed. And what that means is even though we've only brought in around $8 million dollars uh, for our organization and our nonprofit to have the staff to be on the ground, work with tens of thousands of volunteers to get the project done. We've turned those $8 million into over a billion dollars in public investment in great facilities like what you have to enjoy right here in the Triangle. Yeah, but uh, thinking about uh, the history of the organization, um, I guess you'd have to go back. Um, uh, about a hundred years to uh, for the Appalachian Trail for yeah. Benton McKay, uh, like right. in 1921 when he first yeah. came up with the concept. That's exactly right. 
and uh, his tra- his idea for the trail was not only a walking trail, but all sorts of little communities built uh, every so often on the trail that right. people would go to and uh, and have as a, a retreat from the urban environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so in that way, it's it's very different from our concept because we're trying to connect communities. Some of those communities are the biggest city, is the biggest city in all of uh, North America, New York City, to Miami, um, to Philadelphia, and other large metropolises. Um, And then some are small communities. So in total, we connect 450 communities from Maine to Florida in 15 states. And um, we have over 10 million visits per year on the East Coast Greenway route. Um, people biking, walking, majority of them walking, um, and for recreation, but also a growing amount for commuting, getting to work, school, and play um, on their bikes or walking and running, and just trying to engender a great active lifestyle and something that is a sustainable lifestyle as well. And we see our trail or our greenway as really key in a movement that will generate really positive economic development for all the communities that we connect, whether it's by bringing tourism to areas that need it um, and supporting a lot of restaurants and and hotels and that sort of thing, or it's just really increasing the quality of life like the Greenways have here in the Triangle so that they become destinations for people who are thinking about, well, should I work... uh, and live in this city or that city, and they're thinking about it, they want to have a top quality of life, they want to be able to bike around and walk around, and so we're really excited to build these amenities that people want. Yeah, going back to the Appalachian Trail uh, for a mm-hmm. minute, the comparison, uh, yeah, I, I, I hear you, the, the uh, East Coast Greenway is a, a string of urban areas, so That's it's, right. it, it's not really, you're not really getting away <laughs> from the yeah. urban areas. Um, the I- interesting thing is that uh, in the Appalachian Trail, this uh, Myron Avery, who was an admiralty lawyer of all things, about 10 years later, around 1930, that... Uh, sort of drove the project to uh, completion at that mm. point. Uh, mm. Did it in a, in a period of like seven years. It's amazing. And uh, uh, there's a, a, a quote in Bill Bryson's book there. He said that uh, he was not a well-liked person and that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that he, he uh, actually uh, built two trails. Uh, one of them was a trail of uh, hard feelings and bruised egos. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, our model of getting this done is very collaborative. Uh, of course, there are going to be bruised egos every now and then, but um, we have a really hardworking staff. I think Eric Weiss has been with our organization for 18 years. He's our national trail coordinator, and he's based in Providence, Rhode Island, He's done tremendous work for us and moved the trail forward. And then we have regional coordinators who focus, you know, for instance, on New York to D.C. is the Mid-Atlantic person and Molly Henry working throughout New England. And they all have their relationships. And, of course, Niles Barnes right here in the South Atlantic, Virginia and the Carolinas. And they're all, you know, working hard to build up the relationships um, that you need to get this work done. You have to be 
in touch with all the right people like Dale McKeel and the city of Durham, the bike ped coordinator, um, and leaders of parks, elected officials, North Carolina DOT officials, you know, um, and all the pieces come together, the metropolitan planning organizations and the rural planning organizations, you know, who um, really make important decisions as to how our transportation system is built uh, and what investments are made. And so we work really hard to get the East Coast Greenway as a priority for communities and into the master plans so that they get done naturally for those communities and also for our country so people can explore America, explore the 13 colonies and, you know, Spanish Florida and St. Augustine. And they can explore in so many different ways, from the moose to the manatee and the, uh, all the beautiful animals to uh, the amazing dishes. If you want to explore the food of the East Coast, you know, from the best blueberry pie to the best key lime pie or however you want to experience parts of the East Coast, as you know, as a cyclist, the right way to experience communities is on a bike. It's not, you know, separated by a windshield going 70 miles an hour. It's biking along and stopping. If you see a nice museum or a nice restaurant you've heard about or something like that and talking to the local people, you know, that's um, what we're encouraging for people that are exploring the East Coast Greenway, whether it's for a day or a weekend or it's for a series of weeks to really ride the whole East Coast Greenway, which many individuals have done at this point, whether for their honeymoon or just to explore their retired or something like that. Um, we actually have a great opportunity for people interested in exploring the East Coast Greenway. This October, we will be hosting um, what we call the Week a Year Tour. So over the course of nine years, this group of about 40 people are biking the whole East Coast Greenway. A number of them sticking with this group and biking the whole way. Others deciding, well, I want to join for this section or, or that. And this upcoming section will start in Raleigh in early October and go all the way to Myrtle Beach, or a little bit beyond Myrtle Beach in the low country of South Carolina. And that should be an excellent opportunity for people to get to know the East Coast Greenway. We do hope to continue to grow our relationships with visionaries who are, A, you know, ready to get involved, be a member like you are of the East Coast Greenway Alliance um, and other partner organizations like Carolina Tar Wheels who have invested in signing the East Coast Greenway. Um, Y'all gave us a generous grant a few years ago, and that's part of why we had the resources to put arrows and East Coast Greenway signs on our route through the triangle. We are about to complete signage through the whole triangle, which will help people navigate so they're not staring at their phones or, or at a map. They can just enjoy the ride and see when they need to turn next. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so last year, the one-week tour went from Washington, D.C. to Durham, right? Uh, yeah, very close to that, Fredericksburg, Virginia. Fredericksburg, too. Yeah, uh, to yeah. Raleigh. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was noticed looking at a map of the trail, uh, this is one of the places when you get to Richmond, right? Uh, now it kind of forks into two trails, That's right, right. yeah. And uh, the new Virginia Capitol Trail mm-hmm. takes you to Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. And then on to Norfolk, and then Eastern North Carolina. And right. uh, I was looking at the mileage statistics, and North Carolina has something like 800 miles when you consider both of those trails. Yes, North Carolina. If you add those two together, we call it a complementary loop sort of trail system, um, where the connecting points are, like you said, they diverge in Richmond and reconnect in Wilmington, North Carolina. And so, um, yeah, it's quite a few hundred miles and a lot to work on. But these are beautiful communities that we're really excited to connect. And there are a number of segments, whether it's in Emerald Isle or in Greenville, um, or as you mentioned, going all the way from Jamestown to Richmond. There's an over 50-mile greenway now. It was just finished last year. And I think that's going to be a big boon to tourism, bike tourism, and something that I encourage everyone in the Triangle to enjoy. So when we get to uh, Wilmington, I guess uh, from then on it's sort of straight down the coast. It doesn't uh, fork again, but it may one day fork into the Gulf Coast of Florida, right? Well, uh... you never know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... We do have a fork. At at one point, we had a fork that took us all the way to the Gulf Coast. Um, And that was sort of in an idea phase. Um, At this point, we have what's called the St. John's River to Sea Loop. So we do have a little fork in Florida around St. Augustine where you can go. And it reconnects around Titusville, Florida. And that's getting pretty well developed. And the St. John's River is a really nice. I've biked that loop, and it's uh, it's a beautiful ride. I encourage, especially if we actually have a winter here in North Carolina, and you want to escape the cold. Uh, heading down to Florida during that time frame is nice, and there's plenty of good biking to do. Um, there's a group called Road Scholar that you may have heard of. Road Scholar, they used to be called Elder Hostel, and they put on tours and great programming all over the country and really all over the world, and they just became our latest partner, and they plan to do a number of bike touring groups along the East Coast Greenway. Um, So that's another fun way to join. You could join one of our rides, or you could join another tour operator who's starting to experience the East Coast Greenway as it gets better and better because every year we add uh, scores of miles of Greenway to our route replacing you know roads so that it's an easier and more safe and accessible trip for everyone from little kids to their great-grandparents you know Um, and so if someone wants to bike 25 miles an hour you know, down a speedway, staying on the roads might be the best choice for them. But for someone who um, wants to enjoy an area, and maybe they go fast every now and then, but they're also careful to think about this as a multi-use greenway that will include people walking and people with wheelchairs and strollers and all the sorts of things that you see on the American Tobacco Trail. 
um, then uh, it's a great route for those people uh, to experience everything that our communities have to offer. And one thing that we talked about earlier about connecting with cities um, and how urban we are, we are very urban, but at the same time we're helping to um, really try to handle the nature deficit disorder that uh, we're sort of facing as a country right now. Um, And we are bringing people outside. And even if it's a, a park with just a line of trees and and some nature it it's it's a very natural experience going through most of the east coast greenway we're connecting with you know the pine forests and you know in even in Cary through Cary a very uh, fast growing area with a lot of residential um subdivisions and everything you're going along the black creek and you're going along the white oak creek and you're getting to see some of the most beautiful nature that that we have here in the Piedmont. So uh, it does connect people. Even though it's not as remote as the Appalachian Trail, it's still um, giving certainly me some peace of mind and uh, helping me be able to have a really nice ride and and feel get into and, and feel the nature around me. Uh, the beavers, uh, the birds, all the amazing nature we have here in the Piedmont and, and really indeed throughout our coastal areas as well to, um, to get out there and, and get away from some of the hassle uh, of everyday life. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, it's great to, I mean, it's really opened up, personally for me, it opened up a way for me to commute to work. I, mm-hmm. I was, uh, I mean, the... I suppose I could have commuted to work before the uh, American Tobacco Trail, but uh, the traffic was, uh, you know, too too much on some of those yeah. smaller roads, and, right. and uh, the trail got me about halfway to work. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, so I imagine a lot of people find parts of the trail that they commute, they do there every day, um, uh, yeah. every day they ride it. That's exactly right. I mean, the uh, top commuting corridor in New York City is on the East Coast Greenway, the Hudson River Greenway going up the west side of Manhattan where there's uh, thousands of people every day who are commuting. And I think in terms of by commuting, it's a top corridor. Um, And I think we have those opportunities all over the eastern seaboard as long as we just develop a great route that's convenient, you know, it's safe, it's separated from car traffic mostly. Of course, there's going to be crossings and that sort of thing, but you know, a sense of safety and, and accessible uh, for people. Um, and really a great experience, like on the Hudson River. I mean, you've got the beautiful river to your side. You've got a great skyline on your left. And right here, we've got th- this amazing pine forest, and then you get to experience all this great mix of people who are walking or running or biking and um Sometimes you see the same people and get to have a conversation and continue that conversation, you know, the following day about how beautiful the weather is or something. And, you know, certainly along here, you get to really experience the seasons. I I love it. And in a few weeks, we're going to be able to smell the honeysuckle, you know, as we we bike along. Or um, maybe we'll even be lucky enough to see some 
uh, those delicious grapes, the wild grapes that come down, um, scuppernong grapes or muscadine grapes. And, um, you know, you get to experience the nature and the people um, within our communities. So it's a it's just a great experience, and it's so much better than getting frustrated behind a steering wheel yeah, to get to work. Yeah, the, the American Tobacco Trail here, of course, is a, a rail trail. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was reading a little bit about the NC Rail Trail Coalition, I guess that mm-hmm. is. And um, uh, one of the founders was saying that um, that it, it, this all started the rail trail thing when they deregulated the railroads back mm-hmm. in uh, 1980 or something like mm-hmm. that. And at that point... Um, the uh, railroad companies abandoned a bunch of trails that were not profitable, and mm-hmm. uh, that's how they became open. And mm-hmm. But someone in uh, North Carolina uh, was telling the guy, he said, you, you'll never get a rail trail in North Carolina because mm-hmm. the law says that an abandoned trail goes back to the adjacent property owners. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess Congress overrode that at some point, right, with uh, if you – if you go through this process of right. uh, like uh, pausing it and, and right. not not abandoning it yeah. <laughs> completely, uh, so yeah, I mean those strips of land where there's one landholder are so valuable for us to connect communities um, because getting something done when there's a hundred landowners with a hundred different ideas of what they want next to their property is a Herculean job to get that done. But if it's a rail bed or a utility corridor or something like that where it's something uh, where we can get it done uh, with with a few meetings, it's going to be hard work still. There's going to be delays still, but we can have a vision, go after it, and get it done like so many people did along the American Tobacco Trail. You know, the master plan was written by Chuck Flink back in 1992, so 24 years ago that was written. And it, it took most of those years to actually, you know, come to fruition. So the type of economic development that we're doing is investing in public spaces that everyone can enjoy. Um, you don't have to pay a high ticket price. You know, it's not like when you build a big NBA stadium or you know, like a baseball stadium or basketball major complex and you have to pay a lot of money to get in, even though your tax dollars went into it. We put our resources into this great facility and everyone can enjoy it, whether they um, have a penny or not. And so really proud of that aspect as well because it raises the quality of life and it does increase the value of homes around it and and property around it um but it also continues to be accessible to everyone um and one of the things that we find really valuable about it is the accessibility to transit and how if you ride the bus there's a bus station a and then bus station B and of course you don't always live right there on the bus station and your work isn't always right at that bus station that you were thinking of ending at 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, public transit doesn't do you much good if you end up with having to walk like uh, two miles when you get to the closest stop to your workplace. Or and if it's a dangerous couple miles, especially, you yeah. know. So this is really a key to establish that safe infrastructure from the those different stops, those different stations to the destinations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me ask you uh, again about just uh, building these trails. When yeah. when, the, when the state uh, wants to build a road, it can use uh, eminent domain to condemn sure. property and just go wherever they want. Mm-hmm. But you guys have to actually get everyone to cooperate, right? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I think any public infrastructure project, they try first to have everyone be cooperative. Um, but eminent domain is sort of a last resort that's used and um, – it's used in a lot of different infrastructure projects. It has been used in s- some rare cases regarding um, greenways, like Noose River Greenway. Uh, there needed to be for two out of, or, you know, a few landowners out of a lot of landowners where they really valued privacy, and uh, it it took legal action to move that process forward. But in general, you know, this is a universally supported project that people see value right away. And, and right now, especially in the Triangle where we have so many greenways and it's growing, people want more. They're hungry for more. They're like, why doesn't it connect my house or my workplace or my school? And so we have a what we call a, a virtuous cycle you know, sometimes cycles are vicious and negative, but this is a very virtuous cycle. Of uh, It's very beneficial because what's happening is we have so much good greenway that people want more of it, and so we're building more, and, uh, and it's going to keep going that way because these are the top park amenities in the Triangle when you talk to Wake County Parks and Durham County. What are people enjoying the most? And it's the greenways. Um the Outer Banks, there was a study many years ago about the return on investment and how dramatically high it was when they invested in uh, bike facilities. Blue Cross, Blue Shield of North Carolina, their CEO, Brad Wilson, talked about um, when you invest a, a dollar into biking and walking infrastructure, you get a return of $3 in health savings alone. Yeah, it's funny you should mention the Outer Banks. I was looking at the the map of the trail coming down south from Norfolk, and uh, I noticed it goes in, I guess, what they're calling the inner banks <laughs> nowadays. It goes sort of in, uh, along the rivers and everything. Right. Uh, I was a little surprised it didn't go onto the Outer Banks because that's such a nice place to, uh, to bike, and uh, there are ferries that you could ride. Right. And, uh, Ocracoke is my favorite place in North Carolina oh, yeah. so far to ride. Well, it's beautiful. And um, while I recommend people enjoy it, um, the infrastructure that we're building, we hope it'll be there for decades. And as state leaders and people in the Outer Banks have seen with North Carolina Route 12, uh, big storms come in and wash out that road. So we don't want to encourage elected officials and planning organizations to invest $10 million into a greenway on the Outer Banks if it's just going to get washed away, especially with climate change and rising sea levels. So we're trying to build things that that last uh, for generations. 
And um, while we, again, encourage people to enjoy the Outer Banks, it's a beautiful place. Um, where we're going to build, is, it needs to not be a barrier island that's going to shift too much in the next few decades. And and the bridges, too. You've got yeah. several bridges that you would have to somehow get the bikes over the bridges. And I guess that's always a bit of a problem, isn't it? An older bridge, anyway. Yeah, certainly, especially uh, in our low low country coastal route, you know, from Wilmington down south, we're in the low country going through swamps and river deltas and all of that, and it's beautiful, but it's challenging. A few weeks ago, had a meeting with the National Park Service Chief of Conservation and Outdoor Recreation, Bob Ratcliffe, and he called the East Coast Greenway, quote-unquote, my model for long-distance trail development. So that was a nice honor for him to say that, and... Um, we do want to become a national priority and thus help move the whole country forward. One, move our region forward because we're going to develop something that's great for everyone, for the 60 million people that live in the East Coast Greenway Corridor. But two, to develop something that the people all over the country can envision for their own community and think about, do they want to do this? you know, along the Lewis and Clark path, or where do they want to develop their greenway? And the way we're doing this is to embrace connectivity. So it uh, has maximum utility and usefulness, you know, because um, an isolated greenway can be great for a local neighborhood, but if we really develop something that's connected and it's a system, a spine route, and, and even better, a network then it's something that's really useful for everyone. Uh, I know this is like uh, asking you what's your favorite child, uh, but uh, <laughs> if you were going to recommend to me a week's vacation on some part of the trail, <laughs> where would you suggest I go? Depends on your mood and how <laughs> hot you're feeling. If it's um, the heat of the summer, then I do recommend heading north and enjoying some of the greenway in New England. Some beautiful stretches in Connecticut, from New Haven, where Yale University is, um, up towards Hartford. It's a really nice ride, and it's mostly greenway through the Farmington River Valley, and that's a a very nice route. Um, If you wanted an urban experience because you wanted to go to some of the best restaurants or go dancing or something that night, then... New York and Philadelphia have some great trails to enjoy. Um, If you wanted to get away from it all more, New Jersey is a very urban state, and it's the most densely populated state in our country. But there are great places to get away there, too. The DNR Canal towpath, which goes by Princeton, uh, goes from Trenton to New Brunswick, and is a very nice ride, 35 miles of straight greenway along a canal. Um, or even further north if it's really hot. In Maine, it's a beautiful trail um, between Kittery, Maine, near the New Hampshire border, and um, Portland, Maine. It's the eastern trail segment. And even further, the Down East Sunrise Trail, if you don't mind a few bumps. That's not a paved one. Most of our trail is paved, but some of them, like the American Tobacco Trail, has some sections where it's stone dust. And then again, if it's the wintertime, 
and you want to head south, there's plenty of great riding, whether it's a nice weekend ride to the North Carolina Museum of Art, and you live in Durham, and you want to camp out at Umstead State Park or something like that. There's some great experiences that you can have in the Triangle, and I think the Triangle will soon become a world-class destination for people to experience by bike. Um, again, Road Scholar is starting to do more and more tours uh, of the East Coast Greenway. One last route, Amelia Island in North Florida has beautiful mileage, um, and the Keys in Florida have come a long way, and you've got over 70 miles of Greenway going through the Keys. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the Keys. That that uh, It's such a um, pretty ride to go out there, and, and, mm-hmm. and some of the... Um, in some places, there are, there's an old bridge that's no longer being used by cars and, and, and the new bridge with the cars. But are you able to use the old bridge in that situation? Often we are. There are some sections where the, the hurricane that came through there in the 30s, I believe, uh, old Flagler rail line was destroyed enough where that we don't have a greenway on some of those sections, including the Seven Mile Bridge. So that's one <clears throat> that's one section in the keys where if you if someone's not as comfortable riding with cars they could try to set up a shuttle of some sort across that piece but in general our routing through the keys um is coming a long way and uh and and you have a beautiful destination in Key West or or in Miami if you're going north and the greenway goes right by the Miami airport we have a website called map.greenway.org or you can just go to our general website, greenway.org, um, for information. But the map one, it has an online trip planner where you can develop or you can create custom cue sheets from anywhere on the East Coast Greenway to any other point on the ECG, and it'll give you um, details like where is a bike shop. It's crowdsourced information, um, campsites, um, restrooms, restaurants, all that sort of information, we're adding more and more to it. So it's always good to check out our trip planner um, and or download our app. Uh, East Coast Greenway has an app that speaks to that trip planner, and so it uh, it has all that information in there. Uh, we'd love to involve members of Carolina Tar Wheels and really everyone. Uh, and again, we appreciate the support of the Carolina Tar Wheels in helping us sign the triangle and um and do all sorts of work here in the triangle and it's so great to have our headquarters here as we continue to develop the east coast greenway into what we hope will be a great model of health sustainability and economic development well thank you very much dennis for being with us today oh yes before i forget on saturday may 7th the East Coast Greenway Alliance is sponsoring a 25-mile bike ride. It's called the Toast to Trail Cycle and Sip event, and it will go from southwest Durham to Apex to the Clower Family Vineyards, and that's where you'll have lunch and wine tasting. I went last year, and it's a lot of fun. I recommend it. To register, uh, go to the ECG website and click on the Events tab at the top of the page.